What's up, Jabronis? Welcome back to Two on Five Podcast, your one-stop shop for all your top five lists. I'm Drake. I'm Brett. Yeah! <laughs> I'm Brian. I'm back for one more. Sorry, guys. And this is it. This is our last uh, episode from the video game series, and this is basically a wrap-up episode. There are no more video games. We have talked about all of the video games. Done. Uh, Chris Hardwick and Joel McHale were unavailable, so you're getting us for the post-show wrap-up shit. And what you're going to get out of this episode is... Zero rape allegations. (laughs) Yes. That is exactly what you're going to get out of this show. (laughs) Also, what you're going to get out of this is... Each one of us put together a top five list of games that just missed the cut. Things that we, if we got to stretch this to six or got to have different rules, we probably would have thrown some other games in. And so this is just kind of our mass uh, cleanup to give honorable mention to the games that we wish could have made our list. Yeah, that's Um, it. Yeah, basically, there's just, you know, there's a ton of stuff on every one of these systems. And we, you know, we were, we didn't even go by system. We went by generation and we said five games. So inevitably there's going to be stuff that you freaking love. That's not going to make that cut. And that's kind of the beauty of it, kind of the pain of it. And so we're kind of covering all of our bases with that. And we're just going to get it going. Um, my number five is the Mass Effect series. I'm just cheating and just going straight up series. Uh, Basically, you know, it's a RPG series started on the 360. The jump from Mass Effect 1 to Mass Effect 2 is one of the biggest just, holy shit, you guys really figured it out in sequels. Like, it's that and, like, Assassin's Creed for me in my mind, you know. It's just, they ironed out all the problems. It's just a really cool space opera. Um, You get to create your own player and make decisions. And it's a Bioware game, so you're doing the whole uh, morality thing. And they just, it was a really cool trilogy, played really well. Um, The shooting mechanics, I think, are really, they really refined as you went on. And I just, I really liked it. And it's sort of surprising that I didn't have it on my list. So. Was this the one with the space sex? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can have sex with me. Yeah. Yeah, You could bone down with a lot of different people. Yeah. Which is what Brett had been craving since Space Channel 5. You can't bone down anybody. <laughs> Ooh la la is just a dancer, guys. My bad, my bad. A dancing reporter. She keeps her clothes on. <laughs> no, no, I like, I like, uh, I like Mass Effect, but for some reason, you guys know me. For some reason, in my mind, I'm like, uh, spaceships and aliens. That's stupid. And I'm like, oh, dragons and orcs. I'm in. I, it doesn't make any sense. I, I played a little bit. I just never got done with them. Don't know why. Yeah, uh, I think Fallout got in the way for me, you know, just in regards to time when this came out. So I didn't have another 50 hours to dedicate to something. And so this was one I didn't really dive into, probably like I should have, because I heard great things about this series. It's bio. It's Bioware. They do. Yeah. The biggest problem is, honestly, the first one is janky. Like, it's hard to get into. Like, and it was hard to get into when it came out. Like, it, it was unwieldy and you were kind of fighting the systems like just to really like it, it would take you hours just to kind of get acclimated, which is a problem. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's a great series. 
All right, uh, moving on to my number five. Uh, my number five is The Secret of Mana. Uh, it is a Super Nintendo RPG. Um, it's another one of those weird, like, incestuous, uh, like, Square, Super Nintendo, and PlayStation RPGs where it was almost on. It was almost on. Um, there was a peripheral that was going to come out for the Super Nintendo that was also a CD-ROM-based one, just like the 64. It was a PlayStation-Nintendo mashup, and then... PlayStation backed out, so Square had to go to Nintendo, and apparently this game used to be huge, and they had to cut it by about 50% just to put it on cartridge, which I had no idea about. Um, I was mm-hmm. kind of reading up on Yeah, I was not, just another one of those weird things, but um, uh, it's it's a real-time battle RPG. Um, you know, hey, you're a kid. Here's some friends. Save the world. There's magic. Um, but the real-time battle is, is very well done. It's... Um, you know, use a weapon enough, you can level it up. And then once you level it up, you can charge up that, that weapon for a a bigger hit. And it's a lot of fun. Um, It also gave the players the ability, if you had, there was a weird attachment for the SNES where you could actually hook four controllers up to it. um, Not just the two. Um, You could play with up to three people. There were three controllable um, characters on this so i remember me and my brother played through it a couple times just it's a lot easier when you don't have to rely on the computer when it's you and you and somebody else but i'm yeah up to three people really cool art style um yeah secret of mana this one's a really good example of what defines just miss the cut because when we covered our super nintendo sega genesis generation this easily could have made the list but between Final Fantasy three and Chrono Trigger, there just wasn't enough room left on the on the list for another RPG. Um, you know, this was another one that got a ton of play in my house. I really enjoyed it, just like Final Fantasy three and Chrono Trigger. But yeah, it just it literally just missed the cut for me. Another really quick nugget since you brought it up. Um, they actually developed this square developed this at the exact same time it was doing final fantasy 4 or as we know it final fantasy 2 and chrono trigger so there are a lot of aspects from this game um, that got switched to other games and vice versa but that just shows you what kind of what the how amazing square was in this generation to have three hits being created at the exact same time it's it's pretty mind blowing really it makes you wonder about like from back then, especially with some with a company like Square, because they weren't having to pour so much time into like tech, mm-hmm. like they were able to focus more on straight up just the gameplay and story, as compared to like making sure the graphics are live are the mm-hmm. prettiest thing ever. And like it was almost like the limitations of the systems allowed them to be creative in certain ways that I feel like they're not able to now because they have to sink so much money in it to just be. I think that's why you find indie developers um, using the the JRPG or the action RPG quite a bit. You see that because you can still make a good solid game without the you know the the pretty pretty amazing cutting cutting edge graphics. You can still make a solid game. Moving on to my number five, uh, this is also a series for me. It's the FIFA series made by EA, uh, particularly for this current generation PlayStation Four. The three of us have enjoyed a lot of fun, a lot of time on FIFA. Fufu for chicken. It's something that, (laughs) you know, as American soccer fans, there's still a 
a small fan base or a smaller fan base globally, but the FIFA series allows you to explore all of the other different leagues that are out there, you know, worldwide. And so it's a fun way to experience the game of soccer and learn about the world of professional soccer. But also these games just, they play like a dream. I mean, these are probably some of the better EA developed sports games out there just for how fluid they are, how responsive they are. And much like the actual game of soccer, the payoff when you score a goal is incredibly gratifying. You know, when you're playing a head-to-head matchup and you're actually able to nail the cross just right and head something in the goal, like this game promotes celebration and shit talking with your friend at such a high level um, that I, I think it does it better than a lot of the other games just because of how quickly the game can change. And so, you know, it's something while we play football or basketball, you you can tend to build a lead. But with the FIFA games, there's a, a level of unpredictability for head-to-head matchups that keep them fun. Yeah, uh, I mean, FIFA, is, it's a great it's a great sports simulator. Um, I didn't spend a lot of the single player time with it, but man, it is, it, it's a game um, that you can play with your buddies and no matter the skill level, you can usually find a way to be semi-successful, but getting, trying to go online with that game and play like real people who spend oh, time buddy. with that, like, holy shit. Like I'm out there and I'm like, Oh, it's this Bend button. Over. It's this button to make him go fast. And they're like, how about a bicycle kick? <laughs> like, what the <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. It's the, the, it's, it's very easy to get into. It's very easy to fall in love with, but it is damn near impossible to master. And don't even fucking try to play online with this. You will get murdered. And the bummer about that is, like, this is some of EA's best netcode. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the game actually plays really well online. So it it stinks that it would end up being one of my worst experiences online because I'm going to get thumped. But yeah. it's it's really fun. Um, it's beautiful. There's beautiful <clears throat> games. Like, uh, they do a really great job of with their animation. And it makes... Like, I'm, you're never going to pretend... You're never going to be like, oh, is this a real game of soccer or is it a video game? But it's about, in a lot of ways, it's as good as it's going to get. I feel like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my number four, a uh, little less known. This is from the PlayStation two era. It's a game called ring of red. And you guys may remember me playing this. Uh, I do. Uh, Brian, I think your brother said this was the best game he ever read. Because <laughs> There is so much goddamn dialogue in this game, and so it can kind of drag on. But basically, the premise is you are in charge of a fleet of mechs. You know, that whether that be biped mechs or ones on tank tracks, and you are trying to fight another army of mechs. Um, it's map based, turn based combat, and when you select the attack, you have to wait for your scope to zero in on the enemy before you can fire away you can take a lower percentage shot chance if you fire early but uh i i I don't know there was something so methodical about this game and also the map based turn-based combat was almost like its own game of chess and the best way i could probably describe it for something that more people have played is similar to advance wars on the game boy advance 
in regards to moving pieces around the map before, you know, getting into combat. But it was one for whatever reason, it just it took my attention and this game took an entire summer for me and I'm not sad about it. So like a like a Final Fantasy Tactics almost like like yeah grid, very sim- base is it like height does height play an issue like if you're higher up on the map you might have a higher percentage to hit and stuff like that yeah it, very similar to Final Fantasy Tactics okay see I don't remember this game at all but it seems like something I would dig yeah it's super Japanese I remember you picking this up and you were just like you were very very giddy when you brought it back <laughs> mm-hmm. it was it was cute honestly um i didn't like i watched you play it a little bit but like i i never played it it seemed interesting but you know uh that was about it (laughs) yeah all right uh i'll move on to my number four uh my number four is um it's the diablo series but it's specifically diablo 3 um diablo 3's been on ps3 xbox 360 ps4 xbox one switch and pc um one of the big knocks on diablo 3 when it first came out on pc by itself was they had kind of a broken auction system that more or less broke the game for players they scrapped that put it on the consoles plays like a dream looks good but i mean i'm not sure that there is a game series outside of maybe one that i've played more of between diablo diablo 2 diablo 3 it's just a really fun hack and slash you're not there for the story you're you're just there to kill shit as quick as you can and hope good loot drops um i what's impressive to me about diablo 3 is it i think it plays better on console than it did on pc Mm -hmm. you had to have a monster pc too like you had to have a a, like a powerful system to play that i i just thought that was pretty impressive considering it was a port that came much later you know what mm-hmm. i mean like that they were able to really translate the, the uh the point and click aspect to a controller was really pretty impressive mm-hmm. um i actually really kind of enjoy the story it's you, it's kind of the same story over and over which is fine but um blizzard makes very pretty movies to watch and i like them so yes, they do um well my number three is uh uncharted any of them like there's five games in the series now i guess and literally all of them are super fun um you know they're they're these really cool playable movies that kind of just take indiana jones and update it a little bit um you're it's a little weird that you kind of play this wisecracking mass murderer but it's fine (laughs) like uh you know i i really appreciate just everything about it i think um the character interactions are really good. And the and the reason I said the series is because the series really builds on itself. And by the time you get to Uncharted 4, like, the relationships that have been established between characters really, like, it, it actually, like, is moving. Like, you, you feel some things by the end of that. And it's just really cool series. Like, it's, I'm not sure, like, I can't believe that they'd be done with it, but it felt pretty final. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, just great games. A lot of fun. Yeah, re- really pretty games. Um, the the I think the first one is probably I mean the first one's the weakest of the series. Like you said before, it took them till the second one to like it felt like they hit their stride, and then they just kept building on it. It's just it's a big dumb playable action movie. It's like like you I'm on this vehicle. Guess what? This thing's going to explode, and you're okay with it. It's just you're along for the ride. It's a lot of fun. You build you know you kind of 
like you said, you, you, you feel for some of the characters as it goes on and yeah, highly recommended series. Missed my cut on, on both PS3 and PS4. My number three is the typing of the dead. Uh, this game is fucking awesome. Basically what they, what, um, what Sega did, uh, they decided to take their game, the house of the dead and they reskinned it and they put it on dreamcast because the dreamcast was a weird system and they had keyboards because of fantasy star online. And so what they did was um, they took this shooter, like a light gun shooter, and and they removed the shooting elements and put up typing. It's a typing game. So you're typing as quickly as you can to shoot zombies. And they even reskinned like the characters in the game. So they had Dreamcasts on their backpacks and they're walking around with keyboards and they're typing. And it is so dumb. And I just, I love it so much. <laughs> And like I like there was already too much weird shit on that list of mine anyway. I couldn't put this on there, but it's so great. They ended up making another one called Typing of the Dead Overkill, which is kind of like like Grindhouse almost like that that style. And that's almost too over the top. Like in a way, it was just funnier that like it's these guys fighting zombies and they're just talking. You know, it's normal that they're you know typing at them. That's that's where I need to be at with this, but it was great. Like I had both keyboards for the Dreamcast. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's goofy, but I love it. You know, like every other Dreamcast game that you made me play, when you explained it, it sounded like the dumbest fucking thing I'd ever heard of. <laughs> every single one of them. But with every single one of them, I played it and I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I played my ass off and loved it. And I'm really happy that this ended up on a list somewhere because I remember sitting down with you on a Sunday and basically having keyboarding practice while we beat zombies. And yeah, like there's there's so much weird shit with the Dreamcast that it's not surprising that it ended up where it did. But there's a lot of fun to be had on that system, too they they were a big fan of like their uh their attachments like do you remember the game on dreamcast called semen and it was oh, yeah. and it was like a, a fish it was a fish with a human head and you had to like talk to it through the microphone uh, sorry that's a quick aside but no uh, it's it's a typing game and you murder zombies i i played it a couple times with you i don't really understand what happened uh, in that room where they were like, yeah, that's a good idea. Green light it, send it. But I appreciate it. I like, well, I, mean, I like goofy shit as much as the next guy. Well, I mean, it's Sega. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think semen was too, actually. Yeah. Pretty it's, sure semen was too. It's Sega. They don't know what they're doing, but, but I love them for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on to my number three. I'm very surprised that this didn't make any of our lists uh, back on Super Nintendo again. Uh, it's Super Mario World, launch title for the SNES. Uh, took Mario um, just kind of that, that next logical step. In, uh, introduced Yoshi, multiple colors of Yoshi's um, levels that had levels that had um, different ways to complete them that would send you on different paths, which was pretty cool for the time. Um, yeah, Super Mario World. Yeah, it's. It's great. It's, yeah, it's, it's Mario. Yeah. yeah. You can j jump on shit. I, this one for me was, I, I played it later because my console came with Link to the Past. 
And so that was for me, once there were other games on the market, I didn't necessarily want to double back and buy the Mario game. I was, you know, excited by all the other shit that was available in the store. Um, and that's probably why I hold more sentimental value for Super Mario Brothers 3 and what it did for the franchise versus this one. I mean, this was a big game for the Mario world in regards to what it introduced. But Super Mario 3 has always just hung around for me for nostalgia reasons. I I love Mario World. I think it's I think it's a lot of fun. Um I think the just this that game just felt like it was full of secrets, you know? Oh yeah. The switch palaces and then like or where you'd be in the level and then you'd be like, what the fuck? That's key. Where's the keyhole? I'm mm-hmm. fine. You know, like it was just it was just <clears throat> it was a different way of design that I, I felt like I hadn't seen from Nintendo. And it like it especially since you just like you said it was the launch title for the Super Nintendo, it kind of made you just feel like, man what can't this system do you know (laughs) it was kind of it kind of felt like that same thing we talked about back in the n64 um episode where it was like you plugged it in and you booted it up you're like okay we've done it we've arrived and it just kind of it started at that and then obviously as the console lives go on they get better at developing for them but yeah it was the first game i ever plugged into on the snes and man i love it still staying with the super nintendo my number three pick is super Bomberman. Uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I, I played the shit out of it, and it's a really fun game. Um, it's kind of a battle sequence as Bomberman where you're setting bombs to try and uh, knock out the other players on the map. And it's got almost like a Pac-Man feel to it as the other enemies are closing in on you, so you try and set traps with the bombs, and you get different styles of bombs to try and catch them. Um really repetitive but also addictive and one of the things that made this game special for me was this game came packaged with the four controller port that i could plug into the super nintendo so or the three controller port excuse me you you would plug it into the player two spot and then you would have an additional three ports that you could plug into to play bomberman with three of your friends or play Secret of Mana, or any of the other multiplayer games that were available for Super Nintendo uh, with that port. And so this was an important one for me, not only because I I played the game quite a bit, but the extra piece, the add-on that it came with, opened up my Super Nintendo for so much more later on. Yeah, I didn't spend a lot of time with Bomberman. Obviously, everybody knows the series, but... For Super Nintendo was one that I missed, but I wish I would have known it would have shipped with that uh that port. I would have played some three person player of mana. Secret of mana, I mean. Yep. Yeah, Bomberman's just Bomberman's super fun. Like you know, the more people you can play with, the the better. It, yes. It, like it's it's very much not a game I would ever want to play by myself. <laughs> but it's really just kind of sad if you do. Like, I, I was at the 64 game where they were like, here's a campaign. And I was like, and I was like, no, you, you take it back. It's gross. But like the the party aspect mm-hmm. of it is super. It, it's just really fun. It's that couch co-op stuff we've talked so much about. Just whenever you can sit down, play with, with good yep. friends. That's what it's all about. My number two uh this one is another Rockstar game. Rockstar got plenty of love throughout our series, but my number two is L.A. Noir. 
uh, for the Xbox 360. And I actually enjoyed the piss out of this game. I know I'm getting some funny looks, but doubt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I like the fact that Rockstar tried something different. And I appreciated that. I also felt like the, you know, the true crime aspect of it was something a little bit different and was fun to dig into. I think some other games did it better. Um, You know, whether that be Indigo Prophecy, Heavy Rain, you know, there's some other stuff out there that probably nailed the story better. But the extra mechanics... um, with LA Noir, like the interrogation mode and some of the stuff that came with that, or like investigating the cases made this a lot of fun for me. Well, go for it. Well, I, no, I like, I, I'm not even like, I like, I, there's a lot of things about this game. I actually super respect like um, the facial tech that rockstar started working on with this, like uh, really, has kind of bloomed into something that's industry wide now, you know, like, uh, it was a, that was a big deal. And like, it was a big deal. Cause like they got the dude from, um, Mad Men right. to be on the, you know, like the, the face of the game. Um, like it was just, it, it felt like it was like two different games kind of smashed into one. I see that. It felt like this, it was kind of like this, uh, we're, Here's this, here's this one that's like investigating and trying to solve things. And here's also this open world. And like, I'm not sure it ever quite came together, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. Like, it was just, there was just some shit that I was like, what, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to investigate this, mur- this murder scene. And then like, I just pick up anything and like toss it around and I'm like playing <laughs> with the body. And like, I mean... It's no wonder murders went unsolved all the time. Like if that's how if that's how they were like trying to fucking solve the cases, and then when you're like invest, and then when you're interrogating people, like this, um, for people who haven't played it, you'd be interrogating them, and then you'd have like three different button prompts, and you like you'd ask them a question, then you could either be like you'd want to reassure them, or you'd be like you doubt them, or you think they're lying, right? But like, so like if you. You'd think if you hit doubt, your character would say something along the lines of, well, I mean, but he would just be like, you're a fucking murderer and you deserve to rot in hell. And I'd be like, uh, <laughs> what was, okay. what was the more extreme option? Yeah. Like, like, and the, uh, at that point you've already gone, you're too far gone. But, um, I think there's, like I said, I think there's some really cool stuff and like the end of it is so noir and that's mm-hmm. like, I love the fact that they actually went straight up with with that and i mean they put it out on switch recently I've, I've like if it ever drops in price i've been thinking about maybe picking it back up to like revisit it but it definitely sticks in my brain and that's that's actually worth something regardless of like quality of the game and i don't think it's a bad game it's just a weird game yeah yeah you definitely rockstar gets points for trying something different they have they have a very tried and true method as far as their games that they put out now and it was cool to see them try something different. But like Brett was saying, the my main like the things I remember about that game was just number one, sometimes how disjointed it felt. Like you're having a conversation and then you would hit a button and you just kind of sit there for like four seconds. And then his face would change and you'd like go with the dialogue. And I'm like, hmm, 
okay. But yeah, the number one thing that sticks in my head is like, like doubt. He's like, fuck you, bitch. And like, he's going to come across the table. You're like, that's not what I said to do. Call like everybody needs to calm down. (laughs) But like there was, if you weren't hitting like the, like the most positive um, button option that it gives you, it was like, a little bit too much always i just never i never knew what i was gonna get when i hit one of the buttons i guess that was part of the fun to be fair i think we need to go back and look at law enforcement in the 1940s and decide whether or not yeah. uh that was too harsh or painfully accurate <laughs> yeah that's well especially uh la's reputation for law enforcement that's that's fair. Maybe they maybe they were on a different level than us when they developed this. I wasn't I wasn't smart enough when I played it. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to my number two. Uh, we talked about it once before, so we don't have to spend a lot of time on it. But I'm just gonna cheat and say all of the NCAA football series. I mean, I, this is the game. This is the series that I have spent more time on and with than any other series. Um. You have this, you know, you've got the normal complaints as far as EA goes. They didn't go far enough to um, advance the game series year by year, but that wasn't that wasn't the allure for me. It was, hey, where do they think the Huskers are going to be? How's the how's the Big Twelve North going to be? Who who's going to be the impact players? And it was it was just it was the perfect game to sit down and kill a couple hours with somebody. Well, I'm like. That summer that you that I was crashing at your brother's and you were living with Jess. And what the fuck was that? I mean, well, you know, but like <laughs> going and getting like when we went when we went and got that game. Oh yeah. And just the amount of time we wasted. Nope. And it's not wasted time, but you get what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Like like that game that game was special. Like I, I it needs to come back. I just I miss it. I I will buy whatever they need me to do to play that game again and have an online dynasty and do whatever. I will do I will do anything. You know, something we didn't touch on the first time we talked about this was the amount of knowledge and insight you got about lesser known teams by playing this game. Um you know, the, the Bowling Greens and the Appalachian States of the world that we would end up playing with because we played random teams. And, you know, even today, ESPN is not necessarily covering Mac football or, you know, Big East football like they are, you know, the traditional conferences. And so you would get an idea of, Hey, Bowling Green has a stud tight end, or they've got a scrambler for a quarterback. You know, maybe I will tune in and check out and see whether or not this guy lives up to the hype in the video game. And I feel like that added another layer that personally, I think video games should get a lot more credit for knowledge of the game of football today, especially in today's player. Uh, You know, what football games did to help, speed guys up to what the game actually looks like on paper and how that applies to the field. I think the Madden franchise and the NCAA franchise are play a big part in that. Uh, And so that to me was always fun, that extra level that I was able to transition back to my love of traditional college football. You know, it was something that I can pluck from this game and apply to that. And that was, that was worth the price of admission too. Oh God! You guys remember 
that one year when they let you make the signs. <laughs> yes, and they had the, the they crowds. had the 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 Texas rock fists. Yeah. Holy shit! Like, like just like and and uh, different button combinations with like when you scored a touchdown, which showed the different signs. My feet are strong. Our signs were yep. were not great, yep. but they were hilarious to us. And oh my god, oh, that was the best. That oh, was the best. Yeah, I think I think what I would if this series could ever make a comeback, I think it'd be really cool if they could do something along the lines of what they do with Madden, where they kind of have the, um, like they have the player scouts and I don't know if they go to the games or if they just watch them, but they will adjust players attributes based on how they performed. You know, if Cam Newton goes out there and throws three picks, he's going to lose some accuracy. It'd be more of an, uh, you know, it'd be more of an undertaking than 32 pro teams, but EA's got the fucking money. Like you could do something like that with the college team. You could change who the impact players are. You know, you don't have to send it out and this guy's the impact player. Then you find out, well, he got, you know, he got passed up on the depth chart by this guy. I think that'd be awesome to see who knows if we'll get it, but I would do anything for more NCAA football. I mean, I think it's doable because all it would take is a Google search on Sunday morning. Yeah. I think, watch the game, you know, see, see if he was fleet of foot and maybe you can put, sure. you know, a stat up. I mean, I, I would just hope that if it comes back, it comes back with some of the features that like, I felt like the PS2 had. And then once we got into the next generation, it just never came back. Mm-hmm. Like, um, that one year where they had like the 30 greatest games. Oh yeah. And you, and you had to try and like, like and they, Doug Flutie's hail Mary and, and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Like, it, it just felt like all that kind of got stripped. That you had to you do know, the Stanford band cool. one too. There was yeah. the Stanford band one, and they loaded up like band people on the field, and you had to like pinball around them while trying to avoid tacklers. It was awesome. Yeah. And there's there's enough. <sighs> Bring it back, at EA. We want it. Yeah. We, want it. we know you're listening. Yep. <laughs> all right. Uh, my number two is Fallout. Any of them? Don't care. I. I played i played them all you know i played them i love them like it's it, it's wild i didn't pick them i don't feel like we need to get too more involved with that we've talked about it more than once um so anyway, my number one is uh the godfather uh this came out on ps2 and then they um ported it up to the next gen so you could play it on 360 ps3 or the wii and the wii version was the shit uh like <laughs> Doing motion controls to like choke out a bitch or slam them up against a wall, so good. But I mean, for people who don't know the, the Godfather, it was an open world uh, game based on the first Godfather movie, um, and you get to create your own character and you are in the Corleone family, and it, uh, it it's really cool mix of like uh, missions from the movie and then the open world stuff had you doing fav- uh, doing favors for people, shaking down businesses. Uh, taking over rackets at, to the point where you were, and you're going against all the other, uh, like the different five, the different five family um, operatives, and you're taking all the all the property back until you've taken over all of New York, and then you would end up going to each of the five families' uh, home compounds, and you bomb the place. And I, I fucking love this game, you guys. I'm so sad I don't have a, a way to play it right now. Uh, <laughs> I have beaten this game three different times, 100. 
and it is a long game and that is a dumb thing to admit but but like i love i like i I beat it on ps2 that way i beat it on ps3 the and then i beat it on the wii and it's awesome like in and the um the wii and the ps3 they added stuff like the wii obviously had the crazy motion controls the ps3 it was called the black hand edition and they added different combat stuff just it was so fun and like then they made the Godfather two and it was fine, but it wasn't the first one. Like it was so good, and like it was this licensed game that had no right being as good as it was. Like just like it came out on the PS two thirty fucking years after the first movie, and it was awesome. You know that was kind of a theme for the licensed games that did end up on our list. Was they really had no reason to be as good as they were but they shined. I mean, you brought up Jurassic Park, you know, way back when, um, you know, we talked about some others that really exceeded expectations. This was probably the biggest surprise going throughout this series and not seeing this on your lists in the other episodes. Um, knowing how much you had played this goddamn game, I really expected to talk about it before now. So I, yeah. I'm sorry that it took you this long, but I'm, I'm glad that you got it out there. Yeah, it, it's a it's a great game. It's a big open world game, and it's it's you know in the Godfather world, which is right up our alleys at least. I mean, if you haven't played it, definitely spend some time. It's you could skip the second one. Treat the second video game like the like the third movie. Like yeah, it's there. You mm-hmm. don't have to. Mm-hmm. You can if you want, but you. You don't have to. Nobody's going to be mad. Um, moving on. Uh, my number one uh, is, you'll never believe it, guys. It is another Super Nintendo Square uh, RPG game. Uh, it's Super Mario RPG. Um, this was a, a Square Nintendo mashup. Um, I would say it is an RPG aimed at a younger crowd, um, like an oh, en- sure. like an entry-level RPG. Um it's it's just it's a it's got that cool cell shaded uh cell shade is not the right term. it's it's got that cool art style that that the super nintendo is known for um the i guess the the twist on a traditional rpg for this one would be uh like in the combat button timing um meant the difference between winning and losing a lot of the battles like if you would have mario jump which was his main attack and you would time it right when he landed on the enemy you would do extra damage and later you know later in that game that would mean the difference between life and death but uh yeah it's it's a really good fun rpg you get bowser in your party which is pretty wild um also a marshmallow or a toad we're not sure which one he is i believe he's actually a cloud his name is malo and then a a a doll named gino (laughs) it's just it's it's fucking wild it's a lot of fun though um there's also i don't know if you guys ever got deep enough into this game but there is also a final fantasy boss hidden in this game and you need to yeah you your your characters all need to be level like 99 before you even try it it sucks but yeah good fun game uh my number one that didn't make anything i've played through that way too many times to admit You know, you brought up a good point. I think this is a great game to get somebody introduced into RPGs. Um, You know, this is something that 
if my kid gets ready to get into that world, this is probably something that I want to put in front of them to see how they take to it. Um, you know, everything is simplified. I don't want to say dumbed down. It's just, it's simplified to make it easier to navigate. And so you can dive into it and spend a lot of time, but it's also pretty easy to get up and get moving and on to the next thing, which is nice. Well, yeah, I mean, like, simplified is the perfect word for it. It's just, it, it's just streamlined. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it doesn't have 14 friggin' systems that you need to understand before you can get going. Right. Like, if, if RPGs are just a, a very strange genre. If you take a step back, if you haven't, you know, if you've been playing them forever, you don't think about it. You watch like, your mouth. No, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but like if you take a step back as somebody who doesn't who doesn't play them often and look at them through that lens, like you know, there's different. There's so many menus. There's so many different systems that you're trying to keep track of, like and and pace of the games are, are always slower. So like you have to you have to keep in mind like what you're doing and why you're doing it, like quest wise and stuff. Whereas like <clears throat> a typical action game and stuff, there's it, it's propulsive it keeps you going mm-hmm. and this game does a great job of kind of removing a lot of that stuff and sh- like 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 you said for younger maybe or for in a, more inexperienced it's 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 a great starting point it's kind it's of a good a way to keep off. people go ahead brian it's kind of the jumping off point to like they they started with the super mario rpg and then that more or less became your your paper mario's which I would say are a little bit more in depth. So I wonder if, you know, get people hooked and then keep them coming. I mean, I think Paper Mario's have a little bit more to them than basically just the button pressing of Super Mario RPG. Yeah, yeah. I, I think these are a good way. To, this is a good way to engage somebody without it feeling cumbersome, which for a, with a bigger RPG, you know, they can feel cumbersome at times well i mean like you know we 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 mentioned it recently like think about think about the final fantasy 7 remake it is great but there's a lot going on there yeah oh yeah like you've got your equipment screens you've got your materia materia screens you've got leveling up your weapons you've got switching between characters you've got like using using character specials while you're using another character there's there is a lot like Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on there. Whereas something like this, it gets you into the game and it doesn't make it so cumbersome. Mm-hmm. So beefy. Less beefy. Stop saying beefy. Nope. So moving on to the number one most honorable mentioned game here. Um, and really, we could have done 10 games per generation uh probably could have done 20 for the super nintendo this is also a super nintendo game my number one is super smash tv um if you're not familiar you're probably not listening to this show but (laughs) it is basically the movie the running man on super nintendo you participate in a game show where your whole job is to shoot your way out. You're placed into locked rooms and the rooms don't unlock until you beat every enemy there. Um, The thing that 
blew my mind the most with this game when it came out. It was on the Super Nintendo, and you have the four buttons set up on the top of your controller. And so you have your A and B and your X and Y, and those buttons were responsible for which direction you would shoot in. And so you would have just hold the button and it would allow your guide to shoot in that direction. And then you would have to change to the next button in order to change directions. And you could hit two buttons at once to shoot diagonally. But there was just enough of a challenge. The enemies aren't hard, you know, per se, like the, the regular ass enemies. They're one shot and they're down. But the numbers... There's a million of them. Yeah, there's a million of them. And the directions and the times that they show up present an ever-pressing challenge throughout while you're trying to battle a bigger boss or figure out which which room you need to go to next. Um, the style of this game, if you guys have ever heard the catchphrases, just like from The Running Man, you know, I'd buy that for a dollar. Uh, you know, shit like that. There's, there's such big a... Big money. Big prizes. I love it. Yep, yep. You know, like... Uh, there's there's such a style that came from this game that for those of us that grew up with it, it was this wild idea that provided hours of fun. And it's another one that was perfect for couch co-op. You know, you wanted to play this with a buddy so that you could get farther because you couldn't trust a computer to help you shoot. You know, anything, anything. Um, so like this was one, there was a sense of accomplishment when you and a buddy would get as far as you could. And it was just a, a big, dumb, fun game that I loved the shit out of. The, uh, yeah, we had this, me and me and my brother played a lot of this, uh, what I could never wrap my head around still can't to this day is like, so while you're killing all these enemies, part of the allure is while you're killing them, there are money there's like cash and gold bars and presents populating so you're trying to collect this stuff and kill everybody else so you're strafing around everywhere and you get to the end and then be like yeah you got like 80 grand in money and you're like i died seven times that's not enough but then they're like yeah but you also collected 23 toasters yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, wait, I don't need 23 toasters. And they're like, yeah, but what about these VCRs? You're like, I also don't need 36 of those. Like, there was that silly screen at the end, and it's like, look at all your toasters and VCRs. You're like, one will do. Yeah, give me a give me a fucking bathtub to throw them in. I remember, <laughs> I remember the bosses of this game too. Like, uh, at the end of every world, there's a boss, and like you would do damage to them and they would show damage on the screen. Like, I think it's one of the first bosses. He's like just this big man tank. And like, as you shoot him, his fucking arms shoot off and they start spewing flame everywhere and that'll kill you. And then you do enough damage and he just turns into like a bloody head, I think. And you're still sitting there fucking just putting bullets into him. Well, he, he loses <laughs> he's gotta his have pants enough. at one point. <laughs> He He's loses his shirt enough. and pants, so he's in like a wife beater and a heart print set of boxer shorts, it's just... and you just keep shooting him. Yeah, it's a it's a wild game, but man, it's it, it's once again it's that couch co op that so good, so good. Well, it's just it, like it played like butter. Yeah, like I mean, like you never it, like it. You know, the slowdown wasn't really a thing with it. like it just played. You knew what was going to happen. It was it was great. Hell yeah. 
anyway, uh, that's it, kids. We are done talking about video games. We've solved video games. For now. So, um, I just want to thank Brian for spending some time with us. Oh, it was a lot of fun. I will so, always spend time with you guys. Yeah. Thank you for letting me come and yell at people this uh, is, on your podcast. This has been a lot of fun, and I'm sure we'll bring you back on sometime in the near future when uh, we got something else we can all talk about. Your, your listeners might not want that, but if you guys would like it, I will be back anytime. You know what? Fuck them. Oh, shit. Once again, thanks for listening, guys. Take care. <laughs> I want to try and play video games tonight, too, and redeem I gotta go, myself. I got to go play fucking more hat game, more Super, Mar- Super Mario Odyssey. I'm going to shoot some bitches. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll do that tomorrow. I'll get on tomorrow for sure.